Money matters will affect your mind, but did you know that you have powerful mental tools to impact money matters? Welcome to Sky Blue Wealth Weekly, and thanks for tuning in. I'm your humble host, Eric Powers. So glad you're here with us today. If you're listening for the first time, I'm the owner of Sky Blue Wealth Advisors. We opened our firm back in 2008. I'm also a certified financial planner with added certification to represent clients in official tax matters. This is the podcast you can count on to learn tactics for maximizing earnings and protecting your savings while discovering ways to take advantage of tax laws and updates that can actually benefit you. Here's what today's show is all about. Financial psychology and how debt is impacting the mental health of millions of Americans today. How important is human psychology when it comes to managing money? Just as vital as your digestive system is to converting food into energy. Mental health and mind management are as important as physical aspects of our bodies. It's just that physical issues are harder to ignore, whereas mental issues don't get dealt with until things get really bad. Luckily, that mindset is changing, though. So let's get into it and see if we can't find ways to manage the mental aspects of spending, earning, saving, and avoiding the stress of overwhelming debt. This is going to be a great topic. Okay, three quick stats for you on how debt is taking a toll on Americans' mental health. Forbes reported that debt caused 40% of survey respondents to say that they have higher anxiety. 38% had diminished social lives. And 34% experienced depression. These are serious issues. And I'll say up front, younger people have done a great job of getting mental health more out in the open. It's less of a stigma now. And we should tip our caps to them. I have to insert this, though. Stress is a part of being human. It can't be fully avoided, but it can be managed. I like the philosophy of making oneself more resilient versus trying to make the world super soft. You have control over you. It's much harder to control the entire world. One reason that I'm focusing on the mental health aspects of debt is this. I've read that many young people have become disillusioned with the American dream. They feel the system is kind of rigged against the average Joe and Jane. And lots of people could justify thinking that way which we just can't get into all of that in this podcast. On the flip side, there are lots of arguments against that too. Since I can point to a litany of wealthy individuals who began with little or no money in their pocket or their parents' pocket. The point is that even if a person is not excited about being wealthy, I'm certain they at least want to protect their mental health. Side note, I believe that building wealth also gives you the power to change the world, whereas affecting change while living paycheck to paycheck is very tough. But again, I think the mental health point is the big motivator for many younger people to upgrade their financial position. All right, let's touch on more debt details from that survey I noted. 48% of respondents said that their debt was due to pervasive influence of advertising and consumerism. I agree, it is pervasive, but also within our power to control as individuals. Is it tough to resist buying things that make our lives easier or more comfortable? Yeah but not impossible. And I'll give you some solid tips right now to help you avoid spending money that you'd rather keep or spending money that you don't have, also known as getting into debt. First off, nearly anything that you see on social media is designed to get you to buy something. Maybe not today or not tomorrow, but eventually. They want you to sign up for some type of free course. They want you to watch a free webinar, that kind of thing. But eventually there's a pitch for you to buy something. There's not a problem with that. But you need to know this going in. At minimum, anything on social media is designed for you to pay with your attention, 
And I know Carl Richards probably doesn't listen to this podcast, but he's also a certified financial planner, and he has frequently talked about the four areas of capital that we have to spend, including our time, our money, our energy, and our attention. Attention is valuable. It can be the difference between wasting two hours a day and working an extra two hours to pay off bills before they spike our stress level, right? The next thing, which is to make it harder for yourself to buy things, lock away your credit cards in a safe place and only pull them out when you have carefully considered a purchase and the alternatives to that purchase, or have considered ways to pay it off without using a credit card. Also, watch out for the psychological tactics of brands using urgency to get you to click the buy button right away. An example is a sales email with a special pricing that ends in 24 hours. And trust me, that will be another sale next week. Urgency is a marketing tactic and it's proven to work against us. Again, no problem with doing business, but it helps you save money when you're aware this tactic is being used against you. Another mind management tool to avoid getting in debt is to practice being content. Many people keep a journal about the things that they're thankful for, which builds up a feeling of contentment. No, being content is not a mental health cure-all, but it has proven benefits, and I know for sure it can help people from buying things that they don't need or can't afford at the moment. Also, watch for, in air quotes, exclusive offers just for the VIP customers, which is another psychological tactic that's proven to help companies sell more to consumers. Being aware of these strategies puts you in the driver's seat. You can still buy things or services. The difference is you'll be doing so with much more awareness. Another finding from this survey, 42% identified difficulties in tracking and controlling their spending as a primary reason for their debt burden and related stress. It's hard to believe that one since we have so many tools designed for tracking what we spend. From budgeting apps to banks creating easier tools to track checking and savings accounts, like easy-to-digest charts, for example. We did a podcast a while ago about covering various budgeting apps and tools if you want to check that out in our archives and sign up for our newsletter at skybluewealth.com. As for people saying they don't have ways to control their spending, well, that's different than tracking. It's harder, obviously. Self-control is what we're talking about here which always comes down to making good choices. Sure, there are many tactics for building better self-control, but ultimately we're faced with a choice between a positive action and a negative action or a less positive one. As for self-control tactics, just read the summary of James Clear's book, Atomic Habits. Good stuff just in the summary. His advice can help you to build better self-control, but again, ultimately it comes down to making good decisions at the moment of that decision. One more tip, making efforts to avoid seeing advertisements. For example, delete emails before you open them if you know there are enticing sales inside. Take that, Johnson & Murphy. All right, one more finding. 55% of respondents cited economic circumstances as the primary factor for driving them into debt. If they mean the economy overall, I don't see much good in focusing on that. Why? Because we're actually in pretty good economic conditions right now. Plus. Individuals actually have no control over the job market, inflation, interest rates, or global market factors that are external to their control. We can only change what we control. So to that point, it's better to adapt ourselves than wait for the economy to adapt to us. And here's an analogy. If you wanted to get healthier, what would work? Lobbying McDonald's to stop cooking those tempting french fries or you committing to not even driving past a McDonald's so that you're not tempted. 
Moving on, there is one really tough financial hurdle to overcome even with an empowered individualistic mindset. What's that? The inability to care very much about our future selves. I've shared this before. MRI research has shown that we see our future selves as nothing more than a stranger. This makes it tough to sacrifice for that future self. It's a tough psychological hurdle. I mean, you know in the back of our minds we will one day be like our grandma or grandpa, but it's not tangible enough for many people to make a solid plan for that future. Here are two simple tactics to change that for the better. One, you could write down a promise to your future self to prepare as best as you can for their future, also known as your future. Do this daily or weekly and use pen and paper, since studies prove that writing notes by hand can have an effective and altering behavior. Now that's using the psychological tactics to achieve positive change in our favor. Two, whenever you look at your financial behaviors or simple budget, make a note about your future self. You can even name that person future Joe Smith, if you are present Joe Smith. This is called labeling, a psychological tool that's been proven to help salespeople. An example would be a pitch for a gym membership that includes wording like, most gym go-getters choose the gold package as their membership plan. See, labeling, it puts you alongside the other gym go-getters, people who go to the gym a lot and see epic results, so you feel empowered to do what they do after being labeled as part of their group. Plus, just naming your future self makes the idea more vivid and more concrete to become that person. Try to use this mindset whenever you want to achieve financial goals, even if it's just avoiding impulsive purchases that hurt your ability to save money. Write down your financial goals, things that really matter, and get a solid picture of those results in your mind. The more tangible they are, the more effort you'll put into reaching those goals. And if you need help with those financial goals, short or long term, please schedule a consultation with me today. My online calendar is in the show description. You can easily schedule a call or Zoom call with me with just a couple of clicks. I've been helping clients achieve their financial goals for more than 15 years and helping them to prepare for their future so that they can enjoy their fullest life. The future will arrive inevitably, whether you're prepared for it or not, so please set up a call with me now so that you can rest easy knowing that you and your partner are prepared. Now for a quick recap. Debt takes a toll on families across the land. The mental harm is just now being fully revealed as we saw with those survey findings. But we have the tools at our disposal to fend off debt that holds us back from our true dream. There are mind management tools that help us spend, save, and live intentionally. Also, just having financial awareness of psychological tactics that make us overspend. That awareness is a superpower that will save you big money over the course of the year and over the course of a decade. So if you know a young couple, please share this episode with them. You may be saving them from a serious debt that they don't want to find out about themselves the hard way. And with that, we'll close this episode of Sky Blue Wealth Weekly. Thanks for taking the time to listen. I appreciate it more than you know, and I hope you have a tremendous day. Investment advice offered through Private Advisor Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor.